0: How do you grow your school in this fast-changing landscape? This is what we talk about on School Growth Mastery. School marketing, fundraising, leadership, and much more. Alex, Al, and Andrew from Enrollhand bring on a diverse list of guests and give you practical takeaways. If you feel like sharing or rating us, you'll help us grow as well. So I'm joined today by Trevor McKendrick. Trevor is the chief of staff of Lambda School. So Lambda is a computer science education that's free until you get a job. Is that a, right, a good way to put that, uh, Trevor?
1: Yeah, that's basically it. So Lambda is a, a skills-based online school. Uh, we take people from low to high income um, at no cost to them until they're hired. So like the basic premise of Lambda is we remove as much uh, risk as possible for the student.
0: I think that's a great model for education in general in the 21st century, and it's not what we see happening. Another way I've heard it put, and I think you know, I'd love to explore that a bit further because it really resonates with with other types of schools. Is Lambda finds what students need, and it just and you, you guys just give it to them at no risk, as you said, but. Just give them what they want, and re- most recently, you you rolled out mental health for, for students, which no one else is doing. So, 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 how are you, you know, how are you thinking about this? How are you thinking about ex- expanding or or developing your your value proposition? What, what's what's the kind of discussion going on inside Lambda School about what do you offer students?
1: Stepping back, really broadly speaking, so right now there are lots of employers that have high paying jobs that they are desperately trying to fill. people are struggling to get talent and then on the other side of the world you have all these people you have millions millions of people that want those jobs but don't have the skills for them or don't know how to how to get the skills for them and there's no kind of connecting mechanism between those two sides and if you think about it from like the kind of the the student's point of view, or the or the kind of the employee point of view, is like, well, why don't they go to school or to a program or something? Like, why don't they go do something so that they can get these better jobs? Right? And we think that the answer to that question is uh, risk. Right? As a potential student, you don't know which program is actually good. You don't know whether they can actually get you a job or or what the job on the other side might be. Um, Sometimes the risk is you might have to pay to move somewhere, or you have to pay tuition up front, or there's all these things that prevent people. It's not that people don't want the jobs; it's like duh, they want the better jobs. Uh, it's that there's all these unknowns involved in getting in, kind of crossing that chasm and getting to the other side. So, with that as the as the context, when we are thinking about how to. Uh, design something an experience for our students it always comes from the point of view of how do we eliminate that risk how do we make it so that when a student comes to lambda they can be it can be risk free to them so some of the examples of ways that we do that we've already kind of briefly you've, we've mentioned is you know it's it's no cost to students before they join uh, another thing is uh, our program is all remote, so you don't have to move anywhere, right? So some of our students will will live with their family or friends um, when they're at, at Lambda, and so there's kind of this list of things, and that's kind of the lens that we're always looking at. And so one of the things that came up was um, mental health, where going to school for for nine months or eighteen months, eighteen months, uh, the length of our programs, can be really stressful, can be really kind of mentally. Uh, difficult and it was in some cases impacting students abilities to you know to succeed. And so in the vein of well let's reduce that risk let's make it so it's even um, even more likely that students will get a job. let's introduce um, this this potential uh, or this um, this partnership, this program, and uh, and uh, and help our students in that way. But anyways, that, that there's a lot there, but that's that's kind of the, the lens that we use.
0: I think we can use this mental health example or any other you wish. Uh, what I want to do is maybe dig a little bit deeper into how do you come up with that? I mean, that's not what schools do. Schools teach. They shouldn't be offering mental health. So can you maybe talk a bit about how, you know, that started appearing as an issue and You said there was a design thinking, what is it? How how did it happen? And you can use this one or any example.
1: I mean, to put it bluntly, we just listen to our students like obsessively. Um, We're always gathering feedback and trying to figure out like, why didn't this person get a job? And
0: practically, how, how are you listening? How are you gathering feedback? What are you doing?
1: I mean, okay, so I mean, want to get super into the weeds. So one example yeah. is we have, we have an anonymous feedback form, any any student in the entire school can submit uh, feedback on any part of the school program, whatever, and it gets piped into a Slack channel
0: right.
1: that uh, a bunch of the company sees and, and there it is, right? And some feedback's good, some feedback's bad, some's actionable, and you see some patterns, isn't. right? Oh yeah, we see. You know, we get stuff piped in there. You know, at least daily, um, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's a. a and so you yeah,
0: presume it's, a, it's a, like, oh, that's a mental health issue. That's a mental. You you know, you see that coming again and again. You're like, you know, we have to do something about that to get that risk or we'll, to, to carve that risk out of the experience.
1: Yeah, so we have we have that channel, but we also have our student. Uh, basically, our, we call it our student operations team. And they, they do a lot of things. One of the thing one of which is working with students who are having we call them like non-academic issues.
0: You did it with like living expenses. You're like probably you're saying these amazing students, they, they can't support themselves and you or you offered some students like a living stipend, right? So no way I've never heard of that before. So I'm, I'm guess that that's coming through the same channel, same same kind of design thinking approach.
1: Yeah. I, like another example of reducing risk for students is uh, what we call flex. So um, or in in kind of education, I believe it's known as mastery-based progression, which yes. is which is that you know, students don't move on until they've like mastered the the topic. And so that's that's built into kind of everything that we do, frankly. Um, the idea that you know, st- we shouldn't be presenting, um, you know, students should be able to. The point of, of school is not to get through it as fast as you can. The point is to actually learn the material that you wanted to learn. Uh,
0: a lot of K-12 schools are, are, call- are doing competency-based learning, CBL now. And they, they have these milestones and demonstrations of work, portfolios, similar to what you, 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 your students have with their code. And they have to really demonstrate learning in order to move. To, and there's no such thing as grades or time-based learning. It's like, okay, uh, you know how to do this. Uh, let's learn the next thing then. One question I have is, and then maybe we get a bit to your role in at Lambda School, but I'm a very big fan of your newsletter. And I, I link it in the show notes. It's, it's really cool. I always click. There's so many different random topics you're, going and exploring and I'd like you to talk a little bit about how and why you you why you you have a newsletter and then kind of wind up to the debate a lot of our listeners will be having of humanities versus trades they're often thought of as opposites and oh you guys are helping with the jobs but yeah we have to teach them Shakespeare and Homer and stuff because you guys aren't going to do that you're just going to get them a job and is that linked? I mean, the, the why the why are you pursuing the newsletter with that?
1: Yeah, so the the newsletter it's uh, a newsletter I write called How It Actually Works, um, and it's just kind of context for people that don't know anything about it, which is going to be yeah. basically everyone listening to this.
0: Uh, <laughs> Can I link it. Go and spread the sure. This sure.
1: sure. So uh, basically, it's uh, every week, it's four, five, six links to. Uh, you know, articles, books, podcasts that I found interesting with kind of some commentary for me. And then every once in a while, I'll, I will also write my own article on top of that. And the goal of how it actually works is to, I, I think one of the most interesting questions in anything is the, in the world, is the delta, the difference between uh, the publicly perceived perception of an organization versus the internal reality of how it actually works inside. And this applies to, you know, companies, governments, nations, families, right? Like all these different things. And I try to talk about and link to things that kind of get at that kind of get at that question. So that's kind of the genesis for that, for the newsletter to your, um, to your second question about you know the humanities versus versus the trades um is there any more color there or anything they, yeah
0: any- i mean i i'm and maybe i'm i'm pulling on a string that's maybe i'm pulling too much but i felt i feel like mm, you're also using the newsletter as a channel to expand your own knowledge and curiosity and stuff and and about things about the world and while working at a company which is very you know code science focused uh trade focused education
1: uh, um that's a really interesting question so we we don't we don't view ourselves as kind of competing with the, or any of the trades frankly competing with like the you know humanities or philosophy or the liberal arts but it's more like we you know a full life to me is one where you know, I can read and learn from like the best thinkers in the history of the world while also having an amazing job um, that finances, you know, a family and mm. and and experiences and these these things work together, right? They're not siloed off. And so, you know, we don't view ourselves as competing with those things. We see You know, students can choose which at which point in their life they want to focus on which things, right? And so when they come to Lambda, it happens to be the case that we're focused on getting you a job. I think if you have a, uh, you know, um, a better paying job, it allows you to kind of uh, spend even more time focusing on these super interesting, valuable, rich um, kind of humanity and and philosophical questions. Um, and so, yeah, we, 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 we definitely don't view ourselves as competing with anything like that. We, we think students know best about what they want for their own life. We happen to serve, you know, a a specific kind of niche in that. Um, but, um, but yeah, but, and and to your point about the newsletter, it's like, you know, against for myself, it's like, yeah, these things are super fascinating, super interesting. You know, I, I don't want to, um, I don't view my I don't view everything as just, oh, I have this job and like, that's it. It's like, no, there's all these other interesting things going on. And, uh, and obviously our students are, you know, um, are able and encouraged to kind of, again, decide when it makes the most sense for them to focus on which thing in their own life.
0: And you're serving just one aspect of their life and the choice you're making in a given point in time. So, you know, we talked about just now, like, uh, Liberal arts. You could have, you'd say, you know, I'm I'm going to increase my wages and and get a great job at Uber through Lambda School, and then I might have you know a course or another community or another uh, institution that is going to, you know, where I'm going to explore my interests in literature. A third one where I explore my interests in travel. And then I become this well, you know, maybe different points in time. There's, you know, uh, as, as in technology, you have like a big, a huge stack of different services that you, even to just put out a newsletter, you probably have, you know, three, four, you might have three, four different types of tools you use. Maybe as you get educated, you it start to look the same way.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we don't think universities are going anywhere, right? They've been around for 500 plus years. They're going to be probably around for another 500 years. Um, And, you know, I, you know, I think that the the universities are going to continue to serve that liberal arts, um, is at a minimum, right? At a minimum, we're going to continue to serve, um, and, and educate people into the the kind of the humanities and things we're talking about earlier. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, um, what kind of what other service offerings might come up as, as students needs, um, uh you know students are choosing um but uh but yeah no that's i th- i think universities are going to do a good job at that for a long time
0: yeah but there is i mean there's all the talk and uh, i think also in in the land, uh, kind of broad broad verse uh about kind of what's really the cost benefit of a university and there's the, that it's 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 like, at least the elite universities are a bundle of different value propositions. So it's a network. It's, you know, content. It's a signaling mechanism, all these different things. And these things are coming apart. And they're not going away any because they're, again, huge incumbents. And you see, but as you see with banks in finance they're getting hammered is is that do you think that's the case or might they reinvent themselves or some might i don't know
1: i think that i agree that universities do offer a bundle of services um i think that uh you know places like lambda are uh maybe offering a very like specific piece of that bundle right and it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting. Who knows how it'll turn up. It'll interesting to see how students choose between, you know, the full yeah. bundle or the, or a specific piece of a bundle, whether that's us or whether that's another part of the bundle from another, uh, another company, I don't know. Um, I do think there is a, uh, I do think a lot of students are, you know, go into school thinking they are buying, buying one thing when it, when universities um, might be selling a different thing. So, you know, um, um but that said, you know, universities offer uh, a lot of value. Some of people's best life experiences come from going to university. Um, so I don't, um, you know, I don't see, I don't see them changing or going away or anything, anything like that any, anytime soon.
0: Yeah. But maybe the, the real the, like innovation, the transformation is going to come for more for more like pointy. Edu- maybe you have the like the broad educational communities like you know Harvard or Princeton or uh, Stanford, and then you have like the focused uh, organizations like you guys. And it might be that you know it's just a dent in the big, or you know it's even complementary to the big university. but maybe the innovation and the Transformation is coming through what you guys are doing, I think. I mean, the, uh, the university experience isn't changing that much. And maybe we talk a little bit about how, how you're doing, how you're focusing on with your role as chief of staff. How are you uh, creating a culture of innovation inside Landers School? What are you doing to ensure that you're always going to be Figuring out new ideas like um, like the live, living stipend, like the mental health, like all these things that you guys are, are coming up with every day.
1: So uh, I do a couple of things in in my role specifically. Uh, one of the things that I do is all of our um, internal communications. So you know I work with our CEO Austin Allred on a daily basis, and you know making sure that kind of his thoughts um, are distributed to kind of the rest of the company. And there's, you know, a bunch of ways of doing that. Um, And one of the ways that we make sure that I make sure or try to, you know, create a culture of, um, of student focus is by, uh, you know, telling student stories, right. And, and communicating um, the, the, you know whether it's uh, the student story at Lambda or their life story or at, at an employer, but making
0: sure that we're always kind of focused and thinking about the students. Um, you do an amazing job. I think that's that's something. I every time I open up any type of social media, Twitter in particular, <laughs> but anything like these amazing stories of people like tripling their, completely changing their life.
1: Yeah, I was. And to be clear, all the, all the external stuff is from our great. Um, uh, 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 our, our comms team, our PR team led mm-hmm. by Riva Seth, who's, um, who's awesome. Um, so any of the, like the social media or anything like that is led yeah. by her team. I kind of do the inside stuff, the inside, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, but, but the, but the broader point of, um, of focus on student stories, both externally or you, you see it externally, but we also do it internally too, because yeah. it's very, very powerful. Um, you know, not just for motivation, but also just kind of just Remembering every day, it's like, you know, there's there's real people out there that are students that you know we we are you know we can impact we have influence like we can do things to help them and kind of keeping
0: that top of mind. Yeah, because you need to because it's tough. Yeah, I mean you're you're completely changing what it means to to be an edu to, to educate to be. um It's it's tough. You're pushing the pushing the limits every day. You need to remind yourself of the, of the student stories, I think. Um, at, some, at some point on Twitter, I saw you, know, and I linked to this, uh, you, you, you asked about, do any of the Toyota books have details about what data uh, they use to analyze success? And are you? it seems like you should be or you would be, either directly or indirectly, Using principles of lean, of innovation, of kind of even what you described before, where you get the feedback from the students and you use that—that's that's these concepts of lean manufacturing, all that—is that in any way in 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 the lambda culture?
1: You know, we do a little bit of that. You know, we we we. Um, if you think about you know lambda as a, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as a way to take, you know, people on one side without a skill and people and push out produce on the other side, people with that skill. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of a process, right. And, and, you know, we try to, um, it's a process and it involves humans and it can be, you know, can be difficult. It can be messy. Um, and so we try to, you know, we, when we can, we look for, you know, other metaphors or other analogies from other kind of um, industries to help us kind of think about, Oh, like what, you know, what are the, uh, what are the things from other industries that can help us improve this process? And like, so, you know, for the example of like lean manufacturing, one of the things that they talk about is, um, uh, is, um, uh, I don't know if this is maybe super in the weeds, but like pull versus push inventory. Yes. The, the idea that, uh, that you know when a customer orders something is when Toyota starts making the car versus Toyota making the car and then figuring out where all that inventory goes. So we think of in terms of like, for us, it's like, what are the jobs that employers actually want, right? And let's start from there and then design the program's, and get the students that are interested in those things uh, versus it's not in the
0: weeds. Okay, <laughs> it's not at all in the weeds. I mean, in the indie, the, there's chatter and there's like a new book out now on indie community in the K twelve progressive school community. They're talking about jobs to be done, which is the kind of it's more in the yep, startup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it comes, it's influenced from lean. It's a lot startup stuff. And our schools are starting to talk about jobs. What jobs are we doing for students? And that's changing. We used to be babysitting. It's not babysitting anymore. Uh, so I think it's not in the weeds. I think it's exactly the type of things that our listeners should be thinking about. Uh, not at all. Um, are you just curious, are you involved in hiring and recruiting? Or is that someone, another department?
1: So that's managed by our outcomes team. Okay. Um, it's basically, uh, a sales team that, you know, d- um, sells, goes to employers and, uh, is basically selling our students on behalf of the
0: students. That's an amazing innovation. I think, I think if schools did more of that, that'd be really great for internships <laughs> for stuff like that. And how about, how about hiring your team, the Lambda school team? Is that yeah, on so- the outcome?
1: If you'd, if you'd asked me, you know, three months ago, six months ago, um, I was much more involved with that. Thankfully, now we've hired; we've grown. We've hired like an actual um, uh, recruiting team that that helps with all of that. Um, and I, you know, I I uh, I'll do interviews of different candidates. I have an interview later today with the, with the, with the potential candidates. Um, I was I was fairly involved with um, helping hire the the executive team that we have here at Lambda. Um, so yeah, I kind of, you know, my role. Morris is, Jr. What's that?
0: Je- Jeff Morris Jr. I think is a recent hire from Tinder, right?
1: Yes, yes. Jeff uh, Jeff Morris and all of his forty thousand Twitter followers. Someone someone joked the other day that uh, Lambda's growth strategy is just hiring people with a bunch of Twitter <laughs> followers and telling them to tweet. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I actually wasn't as involved uh, in hiring Jeff. Um, okay. I know Jeff. I like Jeff a lot. He's great. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, no. My, I mean, my role broadly is is I'm Austin's you know right hand person. So whatever Austin needs, I'm whether that's you know helping with you know working with the executive team, whether it's helping hiring, whether that's uh, managing all of our internal communications. Um, yeah, I do kind of wear a lot of hats
0: here. Got it. Got it. And how do you see? I mean, you're at this pivotal position then, where you're, you know, channeling the 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 CEO, you know, kind of between him and the executive team. And the the both those roles are changing as as Lambda School is transforming and growing. It's 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 a completely different organization than what you guys were. Six months ago, a year ago, like, how how do you see that trend line going? I mean, what's going to be the role, your role, you think, and role of Austin and of the team, maybe a year from now or two years from now?
1: Man, that's a that's a good question. (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't
0: know. It must be something you think about a lot because if you're like, if a key key part of what you do is like at that interface. I think I don't know if I'm understanding it well it's like a, 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 a like a very powerful interface that's 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 going to change that interface changing a lot
1: yeah so you know lambda school itself is two barely 2 years old so you know you know where we were a year a year ago for example you know we had uh, <laughs> so we have a company to retreat in a couple of weeks um, where we all get together. And a year ago, it was like 35, 40 people. Uh, and then this next month, it's going to be, I think, 160, 150 people all together. And so it's just like, it's so different. And so, I mean, to be clear, we do think about this question of, you know, what are we going to be like in the future? Um, but, you know, a year is a long time, right? Um, yeah. A year right now is 50% of Lando's entire life. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we right now are really focusing on just making the best possible experience for our students. We happen to have an amazing executive team that works super well together, that I think is going to work together for a long time. Um, uh, we, I think one of the things that's really helped us at Lambda is being um, genuinely mission-driven. And so we've been able to recruit people that uh, are world-class that, you know, companies are kind of age, maybe usually wouldn't be able to get. And so because of that, you know, yes, we do think about the future, but you know, I think our team is in an amazing place to last for a very long time. We just have some world-class talent that are running awesome orgs. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited actually to see what happens in the next year
0: or so. I think what you just said is the, quote of the discussion. I mean, just focusing on the student experience, nothing else, blindly, who cares, what exactly is going to come out of it financially. It's, it's I would say, not who cares, but you, you just suspend belief and, and, and just, you know that if, if it's like an amazing experience, if they get like a mind-blowing result out of their interaction with you, then you're just going to be a healthy organization no matter what you just
1: yeah it's you know it's like if you think of uh you know the jobs to be done framework um for other companies you know if you think like amazon you know if you if you click the button you get the package in two days now one day right uber click the button you know you get a ride uh lambda you know you come here click the button whatever it's nine month long button (laughs) different thing but you, you know you click it and then you get the job right and so The idea is like, if it's, if it's, if the student experience is as good as, if you had as much confidence in attending Lambda and getting a job as you did when you ordered on Amazon or when you got an Uber, it's like nothing, like you just said, nothing else matters. Because if that's true, then it's gonna be really easy to acquire, uh, to do marketing and get students to come because they're like, holy crap, this is really working, right? It's gonna be really easy to get employers to hire our students right because well actually you do the run you do the same button on the other side which is the employer right so push a button yeah yeah get get you know quality engineer right and so if if those things are are true then nothing else matters and that's why it's the only thing or not the only but that's like it's the main thing that we that we focus on
0: and I think this is what I was getting getting at before it this is the how the world is changing and when I see some schools, might be K twelve, might be other universities, there's either a hundred buttons, all different shades of gray, and the <laughs> user is confused, not knowing what or you click and nothing happens, or there's a different product coming every time. And I think that's the main problem. And and if I'm I'm taking one thing out of this, is you know, helping Schools, even even K twelve, I think they they have jobs to be done as well. It's different. It's not getting a seven figure salary. It's a different job, and each school seven figure would be
1: amazing. We we try to get six figures. Seven figures would be awesome. Yeah.
0: six figures, but maybe you know <laughs> this guy in ten years he might have seven. Sure, figures, sure, right? sure. Uh, but yeah, so you know each school has to understand what their job to be done is, what that button, first of all, you know, focus on one button or two button. You, you have one button, and then, you know, what should that deliver and in what time frame? It could be nine months, it could be for, for uh, you know, high school could be three years, but what's the, you know, what's the job and, and, and how are you delivering on that promise?
1: so we think of ourselves as much more than a coding boot camp, even though we sometimes get like compared to them. So they typically are, so a, they charge up front, but B they're only like 10 weeks long. Um, And so by doing nine months, it gives our students just a lot more time. We, you know, our students will code do actual more hours of programming in those nine months than a four year CS degree student graduate would.
0: So Trevor, thank you so much for your time. It's been super interesting. And I think, all our listeners will be inspired by the focus you guys have on the student experience, the customer experience, I would call it, because that's what it is.
1: Thank you so much, Andrew. It was great being on the show. Really appreciate you having me and look forward to, to talk more soon. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening to School Growth Mastery, brought to you by Enrollhand. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe to our show and share this episode with your fellow educators. You can support us by leaving us a positive review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. That way more school leaders like you will find us. If you want to learn more about school growth, visit our website at enrollhand.com, and please do check out the links in the show notes of this episode. Until next time, goodbye for now.